Hey guys, welcome to the Unknown Podcast. I am your host, Sean Houlihan, and with me is... Uh, Brian Rufo. And uh, it's your boy, uh, baby boy, uh, Micah, or as they call me on the street, fuck. As they call me on the street, no, it's me, Micah, but as they call me on the streets, (laughs) baby boy, uh, uh, baby boy repeater, repeats himself, a.k.a. Uh, Brian 2.0, aka can't figure out his audio, uh, McGee. <laughs> he's not here to tell you to, uh, to sh- that he hates to jump it. off a yeah. bridge or that he's quitting yeah. the podcast. Yeah, in case you couldn't tell right there, uh, that wasn't actually Brian. Brian is not with us, he is off adventuring. Um, he's in the wilderness. Yeah, he's hopefully it's not like when Michael Scott goes out in the wilderness. Oh, cause... I think it's exactly like that. Can you picture Brian <laughs> in the wilderness? Yeah. Do you know what's Actually, not in the wilderness? Cheeseburgers. Ooh. Brian would draw a, a good lot cheeseburger. more people. I, I love a good cheeseburger. I wouldn't blame him. But yeah, Brian's not with us this week. It's just me and your boy, Micah, the, whatever he said. Uh, yes, all of ago. those things. Yeah, it's just us. So... Uh, this week we're going to discuss Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, how long have you been Ant-Man again? Not long. It just sort of happened. I wish I could fight bad guys like you. I seem to mess it up almost every time. Maybe you just need someone watching your back. Hi. Like a partner. What uh? So, what did you think? Initial impression, or, or after ruminating a bit, I saw it like a week ago, so I'm a little rusty. But um, yeah, I'm also about a week. Altogether, pretty solid. Uh, mm-hmm. It felt a lot like the the first one to me, uh, but in like a good way. Um, it didn't like improve upon anything uh too dr- drastically so does that make sense like there was nothing that i it didn't yeah from one like, to like two, it didn't it change wasn't... the format of the first ant-man yeah i get um, you so i would agree uh which i thought that was fine like i really liked the humor style from the first ant-man um mm-hmm. but also to this other end it's like you know one of the things i loved so much about the third thor was that it was so different from the other thors and it was funny mm-hmm. and it was clever and it was bright and colorful and the the feelings and the styles were different so i i think there's always room for more innovation but at the same time i was happy with it because i was like oh, this is entertaining just as much as the first one yeah that's my initial overall impression how about you uh, I definitely did enjoy it. It's, um, I feel like it's a much needed light movie compared to the, I guess the impending doom that Avengers brought to us and how yeah. that one ended. You know. Yeah. Um, I will say the timeline with Ant Man was confusing. They kind of address it, but it's a little foggy at yeah, times. Yeah, for sure. Because this one's supposed to take almost directly after Civil War, but Civil War 
in relation to this movie happened what like six movies ago or something yeah. six marvel movies so by this point we're all way past civil war and to us feels like oh man like three years have gone by or i not you know however long right but a long time has passed and so timeline wise the movie is weird um but i think once you kind of have that time frame down it kind of helps it a little bit because mm-hmm. i was i immediately i was confused because ant-man wasn't in avengers so immediately i'm like well okay hopefully they address why he wasn't there yeah and they kind of he's do. on house arrest and so yeah that's... yeah so um i'm curious to see like his like i was i, I kind of bought it i was like okay you know he's got he's very concerned about his daughter and he wants to be the first daughter i was yeah. i could i could buy that and also just a side note his kid is just adorable i love mm-hmm. his daughter her daughter i know in the comics got, she has really good comedic timing she does actress. yeah for, she works for, so for well being, you know what seven eight years old she had really good timing yeah especially with paul rudd those two were just yeah. going so well and then she had that real tender moment with him when um she was saying he needs a partner oh yeah at, and then she laughs, or he laughs, and she's like, why are you laughing? Like, you see her be real vulnerable there, like she was being serious with him, and I don't know, I just thought that was kind of a sweet moment between the yeah. two. Yeah, and I it showed agree. that she's got range and things like that, she can pull that out. But um, I know that in the comics, she ends up becoming some sort of superhero of some sort. I don't know if that's the path they're going to take with her or whatnot, but I don't know. I'm guessing what, it what would What superhero be, does she become? It's some sort of version of Ant-Man, I believe. Okay. Uh, I don't quote me on that i don't know for a fact but it's Too i know late. she does uh, i've uh, already written the press and i said uh, according to sean Houlihan, she becomes some form of ant-man and i and uh, you can quote me on that that's what i sent <laughs> that's what i sent to the press man they're just and they're not gonna listen to this podcast to see that i didn't say that hey man you don't know those new york times reporters they will listen to anything that's man damn anyway you were saying I wish I could remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, uh, the movie though overall, I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I um, I would agree that it's definitely if you like Ant Man, you're gonna like Ant Man too. It's uh, it's not literally really the exact same style of humor. Like it's it's just so yeah. It's that really is exactly it. If you like the first one, you'll probably like the second one, unless you're experiencing severe superhero fatigue but otherwise you'll be fine yeah which i feel like i'm i mean i really like the marvel movie so if i don't know when that will kick in for me if it Mm -hmm. ever will Mm -hmm. just because marvel's doing them so well right and especially if they keep getting these directors that they do like when they brought in taiki for thor like you said like you know that third thor was a breath of fresh air and it was awesome you know so if they can keep bringing that energy and feel to these movies i i honestly don't know when that will stop for me yeah you know so it definitely it does feel like they understood that people were feeling superior fatigue and that's kind of why they sort of threw a wrench into things or at least maybe it really is just like coincidental that um thor felt that way but Mm -hmm. to, to me it was like a lot of the earlier mcu movies felt really stale and just like all right it's another superhero movie but then came you know the first ant-man and thor 3 and 
I, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but it, it just felt like suddenly things were slightly different. Mm-hmm. And they were less origin story e and less formulaic to a degree. Or I guess the same formula, but a different flair and style on the formula. Mm-hmm. So it's, for me, it's like I was experiencing superhero fatigue like six years ago. And then then they were like, all right, let's switch things up. And then I felt a little better about it after they started kind of changing stuff. Or like, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, like that felt different. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like that was one of the first big, like, eh, what am I trying to say? Big uh, change to that formula. Cause I, change of pace I, or whatever. Yeah. I wasn't ready for the climax to be a literal dance-off kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that whole sequence, I was just not ready for it. And that whole part yeah. was just great. Or, or like, Doctor Strange. Um, mm-hmm. The ending of Doctor Strange is just literally him holding himself, the Dormammu hostage. Like, that's yeah. kind of a hilarious ending. It's, like, smart yeah. and funny all at the same time. And Also, another yeah. thing that kind of switched up the formula, but that's probably just by virtue of literally the comics, Doctor Strange, they're so surreal and colorful and mystical looking but that's probably by nature of the story rather than the storytelling yeah i was interesting because we just rewatched that one and i forgot how cool the the all the fighting is and Mm -hmm. i remember being really excited for dr strange because they were doing this repress of his comics and so um and that definitely satisfied my expectation of what i was kind of expecting with it and then uh we also just got done with Spider-Man, and I'm very biased because I love Spider-Man, but <laughs> I still love Spider-Man so much. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but back to Ant-Man. The best part of Ant-Man is definitely watching him fight. He's got the most, one of the most unique abilities in being able to just constantly shriek, shriek, what? Shrink and grow constantly as he's coming in and out of punching and stuff like that. And it throw and so I honestly I was missing him in Avengers because yeah. I think but it adds another cool layer of something to those otherwise kind of stereotypical fight scenes. Yeah, it's a lot of just like you know, Captain can punch yeah hard and throw his shield, which is his thing, you know, I I don't know. He's got this is a lot of like strength based, just like physical force type of stuff and like sword fighting and shields and mm-hmm. Iron Man's either rocket boosters or rockets or like it's mostly just like your typical fighting yeah so that's where a little bit but yeah and i think ant-man adds in this element of surprise and also excitement because i don't know what he's gonna do and i think that this movie that was one of the strong points of ant-man and ant-man uh and the wasp definitely showcase that again too um i feel like um trying to remember but i felt like there it was a little bit more focused on wasp and it wasn't completely about scott this time i think mm-hmm. you know they're definitely going off of the uh the antagonist whose story was pretty interesting in itself i felt like it was kind of rushed to a point where Which it part? was uh the antagonist when they're like sh- like why oh, she's yeah. you know why ghost is doing what she's doing and it was yeah. like just kind of real quick and like Oh, oh shit okay and i yeah, honestly lawrence fishburne's whole like introduction to his storyline and then subsequent like flipping felt very yeah yeah rushed i guess would be the only way to say it yeah and i don't have the run i, I don't think the movie is 
It's like an hour forty-nine, maybe. Is it okay? See, that's I thought so. It's yeah, or maybe it's just it's like on, hour fifty-nine. Just, just under, under two, two yeah, yeah. So I mean, I feel like they could have had a little more breathing room for letting those characters kind of become their own and yeah, breathe I, a honestly, little bit and do stuff. Yeah, I think I just it needs a rewatch for me just because a lot was happening really quick and because her character was cool too ghost the antagonist how she was able to essentially phase shift and all that and i felt like um also her costume was really cool i i don't know i can't i don't know what i imagine it reminded me of um one of the skins that like nova has i think in heroes here's the story yeah i could see that that's probably what i am thinking of it's like a cloaked hooded assassin looking person yeah she's got like the night vision goggle look thing yeah. too which is cool um trying to remember scenes now this is where it's gonna get hard because this movie happened for me like over a week ago yeah. so um yeah this is gonna be a real I, scattered uh, brain Paul Rudd's, uh, I th- we we mentioned this off podcast, but I think, but um, Paul Rudd's ability to, when he was, uh, <laughs> when his character was Evangeline Lilly's mom, yeah, yeah, uh, and he was like having to be the female, <laughs> yeah, that Jan- was... Janet Van Dyne, that's her yeah, name, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I was as soon as he was given that look like he was kind of batting eyes i was like oh my god he's the mom right now yeah and it was so good it was so good he, he did a really good job of that he kept grabbing michael douglas's face and like <laughs> when it got to the point where they were embracing it and like oh okay like oh this is her and then like yeah. kind of like you know michael douglas is like grabbing his hand and stuff and i'm like it was so good yeah did it so well somebody mentioned too of uh paul rudd being janet van dan Van Dyne, sorry. Uh, he had more screen time that as her than Michelle Pfeiffer did <laughs> throughout the movie. I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, um, I believe it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another highlight, and this was one of the best parts of the first one, was when uh, um, uh, Luis is doing his... Um, oh, like telling the story. Yeah, and it was great seeing... The other character, he was, I think it was people that um, he was involved with. I don't think it involved, like, Paul Rudd and, uh, or sorry, I'll use the character's name, Scott Lang and Hope. Like, I don't think any of his stories in the first one involved them, and so, and his stories for this one, it involved them. Yeah, and they were, like, mimicking his words, and... Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, It only happens once in this one, but still. Yeah. um, I thought it was still well done. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely the best parts, I think, were, like we said earlier, the action parts with um, where we actually see Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, like, coming in and out of their form when they're, especially when they're driving around San Francisco and, uh, like, seeing Ant-Man use that one truck as, like, a scooter kind of thing was oh, kind yeah. of funny, you know? Yeah, it's, the flatbed truck or whatever that was. Yeah, um, they did that real well. I'm, I'm kind of curious how they film or how they do the CG for the movie and whatnot, uh, just because it's... Yeah, I'd imagine that they probably end up just doing a lot of green screen work and then just, like, they've got to have, like, little drawings on the ground or something so they know kind of when and where to turn and then they just, like, overlay it on 
the something else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Be curious. It's tricky, but it, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing too, I noticed at the very end. Um, it was very. It was in the credits that this movie had five writers, which was really? kind of crazy. And Paul Rudd was one of them, which I thought was interesting. I wonder if he was like a full-fledged writer or if he improved so many of his jokes that percentage-wise it came up as like well he writer. wrote that so he has to be considered a writer <laughs> yeah um yeah i just thought that that was kind of because i remember there being jokes that were kind of like eh, like uh, yeah kind of kind of just eh, i don't know like stuff didn't land well and was forced i guess but yeah i don't know um yeah i feel like the antagonist could have used a lot of help or i mean not help i mean they could have used more time to kind of build yeah but i felt building, i felt like yeah. yeah i felt like they were like right there because we just watched spider-man spider-man was two hours and 13 minutes and I, we've talked about it before where we think that the villain in spider-man's one of the better villains oh absolutely and it's what, good... whether it's from writing or whether it's michael douglas i don't know but just like that is easily one of the best villains in, in the mcu and he, he's not you even in michael... the mcu i guess he's kind of is but yeah you mean michael keaton not michael douglas yeah sorry mike I, we're, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you getting your michael's mean. confused i'm getting my michael's confused because we're talking about both of them the movie of michael douglas is what we're talking about yeah um but i felt like if they had like that extra five ten minutes to kind of let them i don't know kind of breathe a little i think it could have yeah. helped the movie a lot I, I think that was probably one of the weakest points and it honestly it wasn't a huge weak point it's not something that is gonna ruin your experience watching it or anything of that yeah. nature i think but um the um i think and i was i think we were speculating this to um the credit scene which was a pretty long one. I think it's one of the longer credit scenes. I felt like that was easily like a four or five minute credit scene or something. Which one? The first one where um, uh, Hope, uh, Hank, and uh, Janet, are they vanish from Thanos snapping his fingers. You think that was four or five minutes? I felt like that scene was, that was a pretty long credit scene. I don't remember I thought, it being that long. Maybe not. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I don't know. I thought it was a longer one than usual. In my head, it was it was like a minute was it and a half or two minutes. Oh. Okay. It was a good one though. Like I. Oh no! No, I definitely agree. Um, I'm well, curious that's what, I... what it means for the movies going forward. Cause like, yeah. how's he gonna get out? He's stuck yeah. all the way in in this the, space the, in the quantum realm. That's true because he was getting. They were getting the stuff to help um, Ghost, too. So, yeah, that's gonna affect her character, I, and I assume she's gonna be playing some part. Um, yeah, probably. But I figured that it was gonna be something of this nature that was gonna bring him to the Avengers. So he's obviously going to get out, but I guess we're gonna need to know, or we're gonna find out how. But um, I remember we were kind of speculating that it was gonna be something with her dis or Hope disappearing. Yeah. And it driving him to kind of want to know what happened and things like that. So, um, you I still have to imagine like he had to have heard about what was going on mm -hmm. to, to, to have that be taken as a surprise or whatever. 
Well, see, that's where the timeline confuses me because it's supposedly right after Civil War, but then, like, how much time from Civil War to uh, Avengers, like, how much time goes by between yeah. those two movies, you know? So it's like, is it, I, I don't, I literally don't know if it's years or if it's like, oh, it's been two, three months. And But, but like, even as they're testing this device on the top of this roof in the cut, in the credit scene, like, they're mm-hmm. all just very like, oh, nonchalant, like, send me in, like, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. across the world somewhere, like, he's got to know at least somehow that it's like, okay, they're all of every hero you know is fighting for these Infinity Stones just because you maybe don't know that people are going to disappear. Like, you've got every hero you've ever met working <laughs> across mm-hmm. the world. Except so, Hawkeye. Except Hawkeye. It's just and those two, just Hawkeye and Ant-Man. Yeah, there. and so it's just like I, how are you? How are you? Just so nonchalantly, just like oh, it's whatever, mm-hmm. and you're just unaware of the fact that something super serious is happening in multiple places over the Earth. I don't know. It asks a lot of questions that I hope get answered, but yeah, they'll definitely, they definitely will. But it was a very satisfying credit scene, and I'm glad it's tying it at least tying the movies. Um which Marvel never really seems to have trouble doing, but still. So what's what's the next Marvel movie to come out? Do you know? Off the top of my head, I don't know. It's that's a good question. Is it Captain? It might be Captain Marvel. That's, I was wondering if it was Captain Marvel. Let's take a gander. Let's go to the internet. I can't. Um, it's oh. so I can't even remember what's like on the slate for the upcoming two or three years i know they're doing a guardians three but that's still a ways off obviously they're doing avengers in like uh, is that yeah so the next two uh, on their website on marvel's website uh captain marvel march 8th so yeah we don't have any new marvel movie for the next forever what 10 months yeah, so Something March like is Captain that. Marvel, and then when's Infinity Wars Part 2? May 3rd. May 3rd, okay. Yeah. So, and she's going to be a big part of Avengers, yeah. I know that. Um, yeah, because the whole Avengers and credit scene was about her. Was her, yeah. Which we're eventually going to do Avengers. I think once it comes out, we'll do a... I think we should do an Avengers one. Then. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll do that in Star Wars. I think Star Wars warrants its own kind of throwback episode even though it's not really a throwback it's still relatively new but still no way man yeah no we'll do all the star wars it'll be a six hour episode of every star wars. we'll we'll live podcast our watching of the entire series from episode one to episode nine it'll oh, be great man. god that's just exhausting to it'll think be great about. it'll be a 20 hour podcast like an hour in, I'm gonna be just like, just over this. Why are we doing this, man? And then an hour in, I'll be like, guys, this is so exciting! Whoa, cool! Did you see that thing that just happened in, in on all of our screens? What's Brian gonna say? Uh, yeah, guys, guys, uh, ch- chips are all out. <laughs> Uh, that was a good Brian. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Who needs Brian if you just got me and my Brian interpretation? What do you think Brian's going to think of Ant-Man? 
We'll ask him the next one, but I'm curious what you uh, think. I think he's going to agree with us. I think he's... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be his opinion, uh, is, uh, is basically what we said. I think he's going to... Good, maybe not as good as the original. Same points. Um, same jokes, so that was funny, but it wasn't anything crazy. Okay. Um, that's my guess. All right, we'll know if he listens, because I think that if... Yeah. We'll know if he listens to the podcast, because if he was... If he did, I think he would go verbatim what you just said there. Yeah. But if... I think he would literally say word for word what I said. Yeah. So we'll know. And if he does... If he does He'll also probably tell me that he hates me because of the first minute, so... That's true. I felt like that was one of the shorter ones, too. And, of course, he's not here to... uh, True appreciate the shortness yeah i i blessed his absence with a shorter intro with shorter one he's not even here not Um, even here to appreciate it i better record one a second one and just send it via text to him yeah hey brian it's it's your boy micah aka uh, dirty dancing on the low aka uh uh uh, yogurt allergen aka (laughs) boysenberry hero number two and then I'll just like text him that file, and he's all just respond like, "I hate everything that you choose to be." You gotta do it in the Brian voice, though. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hate everything uh, you choose to be. Uh, <laughs> chips are all out. Uh, dirty buttholes. <laughs> oh man. So overall, very uh, not overwhelming. How do you? How would you rank Ant Man amongst all of the rest? both him as a hero and the movie how would you rank it amongst the rest of the mcu and mcu's heroes respectively uh he adds a lot to it so i think he ranks pretty high i it's hard my bias spider-man's number one for me uh i do have a and i like captain america spider-man the hero or the movie spider-man the hero okay hero wise he's up there okay and then um, so you said captain america's second you think i think captain america's second for me i like his morals and his yeah. you know he's kind of this like a he's a good-hearted american you know and he's got yeah. a super hot man beard in uh avengers yeah and yeah like, how could he that's not, not like fair that? yeah. that's not fair i want that yeah you can't grow that no jealous mine's embarrassing <laughs> um He's 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 up there. He's in. The, it's kind of. I feel it's hard to rank the heroes because they all yeah. bring something to it, you know. Yeah. Um, movie wise, Guardians is probably my favorite. The first one, that one was it was so good, mm-hmm. and I was kind of ready for it, but also not ready for it at the same time. Yeah. Um, Had you read any of the Guardians comics before you watched the movie, or was that your intro to those characters? yeah that was my intro i knew none oh, okay. of them uh okay, okay. The, in the comics before the art style was kind of weird for star lord's outfit they switched up his look and stuff for oh, the movie okay. and i think they did a way better job in the movie his look looks really just way cooler cool um but yeah um where does where does ant-man rank for you um so i it's also hard for me to say i'm a big fan of the comedic marvel movies um Mm -hmm. the ones that are too just like copy paste hero formula are kind of that those get boring for me so it's just like you know the 
all of the Iron Mans. Obviously, the first one is like a classic at this point, but um, like the first Thor and the first Captain America, and even to some extent, um, the Winter Soldier. Like I know that was mm-hmm. a lot of people like rave about that one, and I thought it was good, but it was you know nothing crazy for me. So, but like I really latch on to Guardian, the first Guardians. Um, I really liked the Thor three. I really liked the very first Avengers. Um, that was, you know, Joss Whedon. I feel like that was kind of the first for me. That was like one of the first ones that was like outright kind of comedic and actiony and serious all at the same time. And that's kind mm-hmm. of a strength of Joss Whedon. Um, and then Ant Man is in there somewhere. So I would say like I. I also really like Paul Rudd. <laughs> I think I want to say that Thor 3 actually. (sighs) Okay, hero wise. I probably like Ant-Man the best, actually. Yeah. Um, I really like who he is as a hero, what his role is. But I also really like that first Ant-Man and I really like Paul Rudd. I just that that's a really solid point for me but movie wise i would say you know it's like thor thor 3 was really good and then i really like home spider-man homecoming um and then the first avengers and then guardians and then ant-man somewhere in yeah. the order Give, i might swip swap a few if he asked me on a different day but he's up there I, yeah i feel like ant-man's uh motives are very grounded and i think yeah. that's what i like about him you know his he's all about you know, he wants to help his daughter. He wants to be with his daughter. He doesn't want to lose her kind of thing. And I, I like that about him. And well, I, I also like, like, he is just kind of like an everyday idiot who lucked into something happening. Yeah. You know, so it's like Iron Man's rich. Uh, the Hulk was super smart and tested on himself. And now he's got, like, crazy powers. Thor's a fucking mm-hmm. god. Um <laughs> You know, it's just shit like yeah. that. I, I, I don't want to go through all the like, heroes. But so then then you've got Ant-Man and I can't remember the character's name. Um, what's Scott Lang? Or... Scott Lang. So you, you got Scott Lang and he is he's just an ex-con soul, uh, single dad, like working at Baskin Robbins in the first movie. <laughs> and, and he's just like a lovable idiot. And then, you know, Michael yeah. Douglas... He ends up getting involved with him somehow, and then it's like, oh, look at that. You can wear this suit, and you shrink really tiny, and, and he just kind of accidentally gets involved in a lot of stuff. And mm. that, to me, I, like, that's kind of fun, and that's unique, versus just like, I am Thor, and I am a god, and I, oh, evil thrusts its way upon me. I must save the universe. And then Iron Man, it's like, well, I'm, I'm super rich, and. And I've got this crazy awesome suit, and now I have to save the world from my other crazy awesome suit I gave to my buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, to me, that's like unique and it's fun and it's a lot more different than the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's also a strong point of Spider-Man. We literally just watched Spider-Man, so that's fresh in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spider-Man's pretty grounded too. You know, he's just like a, a teenager. He's just yeah. like. He's like he a is, young kid just learning his way, and he's like, "Oh, Mr. Stark, I want to be involved. Like, oh, let me do it." Yeah, they did an amazing job with 
how Peter should be. Yeah. And casting Tom Holland as Spider-Man's one of the best ones because he does that so well. Oh, I I think he's the best Spider-Man. <laughs> like yeah. in my opinion, hands down, like he he's yeah. he is Spider-Man now for me. Like I know a lot of people really like Tobey Maguire, but I, it just it works so well with him being a teenager, like a young teenager. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire, even though they've tried to portray him as a high schooler, like, obviously, he just wasn't, I don't know. No. I think that one did well with, like, oh, get him into college, kind of thing, quick sort of thing. You know, he was, like, in college at some yeah. point in that first one, so it's like, okay, I gotta buy it. Him as a high schooler, no way, I didn't buy it. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield, no fucking way, I'd not buy that one at all. Yeah. Um, I felt like, and also, Andrew Garfield's too fucking handsome <laughs> to be Peter Parker. Um not to say that Tom Holland no, no. or anything. Tom but, Holland you know. just has like this like young, dorky adorableness yeah. to him. But like Andrew Garfield is just kind of like a hot, attractive, uh, yeah. A-list celebrity. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that's yeah. What I, I think I mean, that's, that's what that's what Spider Man had going for it. I think that's what Guardians yeah. had going for it too. It was, uh, other than the fact that Chris Pratt is a fucking handsome devil um <laughs> which is was unique for him at the time he had been kind of chubby parks and rec andy for a while but mm-hmm. um like you know they were they just kind of accidentally got involved because they were thieves and and outlaws and th- yeah i don't know yeah that's what i latch on to those stories that kind of break the mold ever so slightly yeah and Ant Man's definitely one that is a it's a fresh it's a breath of fresh air for sure yeah. I think and especially after Avengers this one is a yeah. much needed it was definitely a good pick to come after Avengers yeah you would, would want to latch on like another like super universe changing serious something right after yeah also yeah, it'd just be kind of hard to because you'd have to address a lot of issues just so many things yeah so all right. Uh, I feel like that sums it all up. I would. Uh, I feel like if you're gonna ask me to score it, I would probably give it like a seven, seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably say seven out of ten, maybe like a six point eight out of ten if we're getting into the decimals. But yeah, that's definitely worth. Yeah. Definitely worth going if you're obviously if you're in, in, interested in the Marvel movies, you're gonna go no matter what. But yeah, if you're if you're on the fence, I'd say it's a fun watch. So you should go. Go ahead. Go see. Yeah, it. if you if you saw the first one, you're you're probably gonna see the second one. But if you haven't seen either, definitely at least see the first one, and then probably go watch the second one. Yeah. And uh, Micah, do you want to close this out for the episode as uh, Brian? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, hey guys, it's uh, me, Brian Rufo. Uh, you can catch us at. Uh, I don't know, Twitter, and uh, I'm Brian Rufo, writer, and these guys, these jabronis, or whatever they are, Uh, so we'll see you next week to listen to whatever, Uh, bye, bye, bye guys.